Thanks for joining the Eventive Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host and event mentor, Sarah Brush, event professional for over two decades. My goal for this podcast is to share how events and sponsorships can help you build community, make an impact, and grow your business, and have lots of fun while doing it. By the way, don't forget to check the episode notes for valuable event resources exclusively for you. I appreciate you spending this time with me. Let's get this party started. Hello, welcome to the Eventive Entrepreneurs Podcast. I am coming to you a few days late. I typically drop these episodes on Wednesday, but it has been a very insane work week. And I apologize that this is coming a little bit late to you, but it is very on topic for what is going on in my world right now. And what I wanted to talk to you about is what do sponsors want event hosts to know? And right now I'm planning an event that is going to be in Las Vegas. Um, there's a couple of thousand people and I'm working with about a hundred sponsors and I'm working with about a hundred sponsors. And so this is very fresh in my mind about what is really important to sponsors. So let's get right into it. Number one, please be very honest about your attendance numbers and your audience profile. Sponsors go out of their way to produce items for their booth, whether that is giveaways or their materials that they want to hand out to each attendee when they come by. And you don't want them planning on, let's say, your expected audience of 500 when you only have 300 people signed up because that is a lot of money that they're spending and waste to produce materials for a lot less people than are coming. And I know it can be a little bit of a sensitive topic because, you know, you're reaching for a specific goal and you might get there and, you know, sponsors need to produce materials you know, in advance of the event. So just being, you know, going with your gut and really thinking about like, what is your, you know, real attendance? Like if you're talking about a difference of like 50 people or something like that, that may not be a big deal. But if if you're way off with what you told sponsors and, and those who are attending, you really want to make sure that they're clear on their expectations because not only would they maybe be producing too many materials, when they get on site and they see the attendance is a lot lower, they're going to be surprised by that. So how can you set expectations um, just so everybody's on the same page and feels good about it? Number two, you want to communicate details and deadlines in advance. It's really hard for a sponsor to last minute be asked to send bag inclusions by a date that's in three days or need to provide a graphic that is going to go on a website in a specific format the next day. Just like we all know in business, like you need, you know, lead time to do these things. So once a sponsor signs up, you want to send them a document or create a web page with all of their benefits and the deadlines and if you need anything in specific formats. And then also note what happens if they don't meet the deadline. So if your bag inclusion doesn't arrive by XX date, then it will not be included in the bag or that you have to pick it up at the event or something like that. Or if you miss this deadline for your email content, then you will be included in a future email or you will lose that benefit. So just making sure that they're clear on what happens if they don't meet certain deadlines. For our corporate events, we have an exhibitor resource center. It's a really robust platform. So if you're doing a smaller event, you know, and it's an event you do like once a year and you're not doing events on a regular basis, you likely wouldn't use an exhibitor resource center. But it's a whole platform where all of the benefits are posted and sponsors can go in and upload files. 
There's a lot of informational details there. It sends them notifications. It sends us notifications when they upload documents. So it's a, you know, one-stop shop for sponsors to get the information they need and to submit everything they need. And of course, you can create something like that on your own, not such a like robust level um, if you're just doing like couple, you know, one event a year or two events a year. Number three, make sure that their expectations are set for when they arrive on site. You know, make sure they know if the booths are located in the hallway and not in the main meeting room that they're aware of that. You know, how are the booths assigned? Are they going to see their name on a booth when they come or do they just pick the table that they're supposed to go to? Why is their booth in one corner and this other booth is right by the entrance? And maybe that's because they're a lower level sponsor and your top sponsors have the better booth space. Just making sure they're clear on all of that will make it a lot easier on site. Letting them know that, let's say, what can they bring in? Can they bring a pop-up stand? Can they bring in their own booth design or do they just have to use a table that's there? Can they have tablecloths over the tables that you're providing? You know, a lot of times it's it's really flexible at, you know, entrepreneur events, but at corporate events, it's very, very strict on what's allowed. So just thinking about, you know, what do you want kind of that look and feel for your vendor area to be and just making it clear that, you know, they know they need to stay within their booth space so they're not, you know, intruding on any of their neighbors at booths and things like that's really helpful. And then also things like I've seen at events where, you know, sponsors come and they're at their booth and they're trying to check people out for buying something and realizing that there's no Wi-Fi. So if Wi-Fi is an extra cost, letting them know so they can plan in advance. Number four, data sharing details. So do you provide the attendee list? Do you provide a lead scanner? Is there a mobile app to connect with attendees? Really so they can plan ahead on their lead collection and marketing appropriately. And typically, you know, unless you're at more of a larger corporate event, no, you're, the attendees are really going to be stopping by the booth and you as a vendor or sponsor would, you know, figure out the best way to collect data from them, whether, you know, they're entering some kind of drawing or, you know, you are just collecting their information through cards, things like that. But making it clear, you know, as an event host, you know, are you going to provide the attendee list or are, is that up to them just so they can plan, you know, appropriately on what they're doing with lead collection and marketing? Number five, sponsors want you to provide the same amount of interest and responsiveness in them as you did when you were trying to get them to sign up for a sponsorship. Because I've seen many times where, you know, the event host is very on top of the relationship and is doing everything they can to just have that great communication because they really want this company to sign up to sponsor. And then once they're signed up and they've collected the money, it's not as much of a priority. And you just want to make sure that you keep your sponsors top of mind all of the time once they've signed up, when they're on site, making sure that, you know, they are happy and what you promise them is happening. And that in the long run is going to make them come back again. So just making sure that, you know, you keep them top of mind and, you know, have plans in place for how you are communicating with sponsors throughout the whole entire process, not just sales. Number six, think sponsors and acknowledge them on a personal level and in front of the audience. So making sure you visit the booth and just say, thank you, I really appreciate you being here. Maybe you send them a little handwritten note or you leave a goodie bag at their vendor table. And then also based on their sponsorship, you know, thanking them in front of the group, if they're a higher level sponsor, is their logo on the screens during your presentation? Or are you verbally calling them out on stage? You know, maybe if they're just a vendor, that is not paying as much money as some of the higher level sponsors, you aren't going to be calling them out from the stage. But what can you do appropriate based on their sponsor level to make them feel acknowledged? 
Number seven, help them help you promote the event. So provide them assets, graphics. Do you want to provide a discount code that they can give out to their customers or their contacts? This is just a great way to help bring more people to your event. And sponsors really love to promote that they're a sponsor of your event. So, you know, what can you provide them that they can customize with their logos or get motivated to really share about your event because they're going to want a lot of people there just like you are. Number eight, don't pull their logo or company description or website from another event or online. This may seem a little strange, but I have seen this so much where a sponsor doesn't submit their logo in time. So somebody goes on a website and pulls it off and says, okay, this is the logo we're going to use. And then it comes back to be like, no, they've changed their logo or that's not the logo version they want to use for your event. Ensure that you are getting the exact logo, company description, and website from the sponsor. And if they're, you know, not meeting your deadlines, that's another story. You need to talk with them about that, but don't ever pull their information that they need to provide you from another area and use that for the event. Number nine, if you have vendors that are competitive to each other that are sponsoring the event, ensure that you let those sponsors know that. So they're clear on who is sponsoring the event and they're not surprised when they arrive on site. I think in most cases, depending on your event, you know, many event hosts are going to be conscious of maybe just having one company that is doing something specific as a sponsor, or, you know, if it's free to everyone and, you know, just maybe not putting their booths next to each other and making sure that they're clear that if you sign up to sponsor this event, there may be another company that's doing a similar thing to you. So really, it's just about setting those expectations so nobody's surprised when they arrive to the event. Number 10. Sponsors get really disappointed if there's no opportunity to network or there's not time built into the agenda to visit booths. And I've talked about this a lot, but when you have exhibits at your event, but then you don't build in time in the agenda. So there's really not much time for people to visit because they're in sessions all the time. Can you build in some exclusive time where there's 30 minutes or an hour to visit the booths? Do you have enough lunch time scheduled where they can eat lunch and also visit the booth? So just being really conscious of that, because if you're going to have somebody pay to have a booth, then you need to make sure there's time for attendees to visit that booth. And finally, number 11, post-event follow-up. So nurture that relationship with a sponsor if you want them to come back again. What can you share with them that would help them see the value in the ROI on the event? Just keeping in touch with them throughout the year, sharing post-event wrap-ups, including them in any of the videos or, you know, thank you messages that happen after the event. Maybe you use a quote that they've said at the event in one of their sessions or a picture from their booth that you share on social media. Just really, you know, thanking them for their sponsorship and recognizing them so they want to come back again. So those are a couple things that are at top of mind for me right now while planning this event with all of these sponsors. And I think it's just really important to take care of your sponsors. They support you. You want it to be a win-win for both of you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at Event of Brush on Instagram, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate it that you spent it with me. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love, love if you can rate it five stars and write a review. This helps us get the podcast out to more people. And if you want to connect, I am on Instagram at Eventor Brush and I would love to hear from you. Thanks and have a great day.